0: Thank you to Blue Couch Studio for helping produce this content and providing the space to make this podcast happen. If you're interested in doing any music recording or podcasting yourself, Blue Couch can take your music idea or podcast from brainstorm to broadcast. Studio Records Broken Arrow, the first record store where you can buy, sell, or trade new and used vinyl, located in the heart of BA's downtown Rose District at 111 East Commercial. The original Studio Records in Tulsa, offers the largest variety of new and used vinyl in the area. You can buy, sell, or trade new and used vinyl in Tulsa's Pearl District, located at 409 South Trenton. everybody welcome to the Tulsa Tempo podcast you can find us on uh, all streaming sites and social medias uh, or all of our socials we are coming to you live today this is our first mobile podcast we are we are remote we are at uh, we're coming to you live from Studio Records and Broken Arrow and uh, we're with the band and then there were two so thank you guys for joining us today thanks for having us yeah awesome so uh, so maybe we can start with uh, you guys introduce yourself, say your names, talk about your band a little bit. Just help us get to know you.
1: I'm Austin.
2: And I'm Amy. Uh, Amy Lee and Austin Hayworth. Uh, we started working together almost nine years ago. Um, we had both been in bands and things and uh, got together one evening. Decided that the the duo thing, the acoustic duo thing would be kinda nice to do for a while. So
1: um, Yeah, that's kind of we met through a mutual friend and uh for the first solid year that we played music together, you know, everybody was asking, Hey, are you all dating or something? You know, no, 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 no. 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 We don't no, we're no. friends only. Music. The music is what's important, you know. Of course, we spent every day together, so you know, eventually. Eventually. <laughs>
0: All right, so that, that was going to be one of my first questions. Maybe the cat's already out of the bag. So, are you guys a couple? We, we are. are. We are. Okay, so the first year, not a couple.
2: First year, not a couple.
0: Now now you're married? Uh, not not on paper. Officially. Wait a minute. Are you proposing live today? No, it's <laughs> not. Definitely totally not. <laughs> I, saw, hey, I saw him with something in his pocket that was shiny. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah at it <laughs> all right all right sorry man austin i get killed on break <laughs> please look at austin he may be the murderer no
2: no no he's he's been asking me for a while i'm the holdout. Oh,
0: to, he's been asking me i'm to... the
2: holdout yeah oh, so he, he is...
0: i think he is gonna propose locked. amy are you gonna say yes this
2: time no <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, uh, so you guys met nine years ago, and it took you a year to admit you were a couple. That's well, a year to there's, there's become a, a couple.
2: There's a bit of a story here. Um, so, I I had gotten out of a. We had both recently gotten out of long term relationships, and and then I had a rebound, and the rebound kicked me to the curb too. So I was kind of sad. Um, and I, a girlfriend of mine said, "Well, let's do a girls' night out." So we did and we wound up over at the Mercury Lounge and uh, she gets off the phone and she's like, hey, I invited my friend Austin. Um, you'll really like him. He's a musician. Now, he's not looking for anything. And and I, you know, I know you're not either at this point. So, but but I think you guys will really get along. So he shows up. And of course, we spent the rest of the evening talking about music and and stuff and kind of ignoring everybody else. Um we moved on down to a little place on the river it was elwoods at the time and we were hanging out there and whoever was playing started playing here comes the sun and austin and i both started singing along with this dude and we both picked a different harmony around what he was singing and we finished you know here comes and we Looked at each other like, dude, what was that? What was that? So Austin wound up going home and getting his guitar. And we went back to my friend's house. And he was playing some of the songs that he had written. And I was super, super impressed. And, and I, you know, I thought he was cute. He looked kind of homeless. He really needed a clean up. Long hair and scraggly beard and all. But um so anyway, uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, I invited him over to hang out. And he brought his guitar. And he walks in my door. And first thing he says
1: is, let's write a on. song. <laughs> and
2: I'm looking at him like oh, okay. All right, let's let's go. And so we did. And we never left each other's side
0: again. It was just kind of weird. So that that was the first night 9 years ago. You guys yeah. met just kind of out and then the Beatles it was a beatles song it was a yeah uh-huh. so the beatles brought you together that's okay. how i'm gonna remember this so so you guys started singing and then the next time you hung out literally you brought a guitar and you're like let's record a song
1: let's write a song yeah
0: okay let's and write a song. Wrote a song together so i'm gonna look this way for a little bit i'm mean, <laughs> still austin uh did you guys write a song that night and if so what, what we was did
1: it? It, it, we called it uh reaching for the light and uh it it was just a uh, kind of a song about you know it was about your back
2: and forth former relationship oh, what come it was about. On,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i think we we drew inspiration from kind of the experiences that we had just went through in our in both of our lives so um yeah we still play it to this day
0: okay great i was gonna ask that so uh so you guys created a staple that night yes and then what happened next what t- tell me uh how your band evolved from that night to today
2: uh, he came over every single night from there on, and we just kept writing songs and kept writing songs. And and eventually we had, I think, w- when we had like three, four songs, we started going around to every open mic in
3: yeah, town. Yeah,
1: I just, I I had um, hosted a bunch of open mics when, in my little bit younger years, so I, I knew where they were all at, so let's go out and try out these songs yeah,
2: yeah. and and open mics uh, for anybody interested uh, are a really really great way to get to know your local music scene go around to all of them it, you get to know the other musicians they get to see your face and hear your music it's the best way to break into a new scene somewhere
1: see a little bit of all the different circles and the different genres and you know mm-hmm. yeah yep. so did you
0: guys have a band name during this open mic period
2: we did Austin came up with it pretty quick, actually. yeah, yeah,
1: because um, we had both been doing so many musical things with different groups and you know bands and and then there were two. So it just kind of came to me one day, and I proposed it, and she said yes to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so unlike the theme we discussed earlier, yeah, so <laughs> the first time you guys called yourself a band, you called yourself and and then there were two. And oh. then there were two. Okay, yeah, awesome. So what what's next? What's what's after open mic nights?
2: Oh, after open mic nights, uh, came playing in between the drag queens at one of the local drag bars, the uh, the Bamboo Lounge, and it doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I had already, I was before Austin. I was deep into theater, and uh, I hung out in the uh, drag bars as well with my theater friends. <laughs> So, um, we had an inn over there, and so we started playing in between the drag queens while they were changing, or in between uh, the show breaks, because often drag shows you'll have two shows in one evening, an early and a late. Um, so,
1: uh, we just play a few songs in between their sets, and it was some of the best uh, times I've had. I mean, <laughs> great yeah. crowd to play for.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, I just wanted to make sure uh, we got. Uh, you know, we're doing a live feed today. Uh, we're coming to you from Studio Records in Broken Arrow. Uh, this is the Tulsa Tempo podcast. Uh, some people might be listening to us uh, on Marshall Rock Internet Radio. Uh, Jamie is uh, is kind enough to stream our podcast on Sunday nights at seven. And uh, you know, I've I've heard some some rumors that that we have an international audience. So shout out if you're uh, if you're listening to us from Belgium uh oh, cool. i'm glad you guys are here with us and this is this is the band and then there were two so hey uh, yeah so thank you everybody for joining us Um, uh, so so we we established that uh you guys started at the uh open mic nights and then the next level up was drag show so, was the so drag what's shows? that third tier how do you get from drag show to where you guys are now help me
2: well um what came next did gypsy cafe gypsy
1: uh yeah or, yeah we started we just, uh, applying for the festivals yeah. Or, or, we
2: yeah we went and we went and watched um there's a, a, a music festival every year bob childers gypsy cafe and it happens in stillwater mm-hmm. And it's a big gathering of red dirt and Americana and folk musicians from our area. And and it's an amazing gathering with amazing talent. So we went uh, to that and we knew a couple of people around there, but we just started showing our faces at some of those events. Um, We went to, I I think really things started to shift when we went to the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what year was the woody Guthrie folk fest
3: let's see
0: for nine years ago to start that'd be what 13 2014 so, okay. or it's early in the new year so
2: yeah again it's or, or maybe this
0: way was it, was this a year from 2016 open mic? 2016?
2: it was a it was probably a year from from open mic and and drag show yeah so so open 2016, Mike, 2016 drag
0: show a year later red dirt
2: Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. So we went to the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival. And um, there's, uh, it's the same kind of thing. You know, you've got a bunch of venues and it's it's a a lot of the same musicians. And then people actually come over uh, from all over the world for that one. Um, But one of the venues,
1: ah, had an open mic they had an, open, <laughs> they
2: had an opening in their open mic
1: and oh it's at, part of the, the open mic yes. yeah okay Okay.
2: and it, this open mic was a big deal and it's where everybody it was kind of the hub for the rest of the festival so it was kind of a big deal to be able to get yourself a spot at that point um and somebody came running down to the campgrounds uh our friend conch conch hampton and grabbed us and like there's a hole in the open mic there's an opening i i told them that you guys were going to do it you've got to come do it now so we did and
1: we found a family there We found a family
2: there yeah and they
1: just accepted us with open arms and said you're you're part of the Okima family of musicians now. Right. <laughs> so musician friends. Musician yes. friends
2: and that bit of networking led to being able to, you know, come back to Tulsa and really start getting gigs. Um you know, that and a lot of social media uh, promotion, which I'm terrible at. Terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's not well, you're here uh, on a live podcast now, right? We're, we're yeah. streaming on social media. We are. I'm not so, doing the
1: work. <laughs> right. I'm
0: not active on social media, um, <laughs> but apparently I am today because <laughs> it's being streamed live. Yeah. All right. So what's next? You guys, you found your family uh, or you found a musical community. Musical you're, you're community. You're back to Tulsa. Yeah. What's next?
1: Oh, we, we just gigged and played and played and gigged and... Um, uh a pirate, uh, box drummer
0: yeah
1: uh one of my good friends our good friends Did you say our... a
0: box drummer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he set up like cardboard boxes. No, and... no.
1: Yeah. He actually played uh okay, you've heard that of the thing of where of set on it, mm-hmm. So this is more like a It's
2: it's a cajon. Cajon, is... yeah.
1: It's <laughs> it's, a cajon. it's more like a box that you yeah. sit on okay. and you hit with your palms, okay. right? Well, he had a tray home which is a a three kind of sound giving box that, that had a, you know, that he sat on and played with the light drumsticks.
0: So a one person rhythm section. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Basically.
0: And did you, what was the name of the band now? Did you still. And then that? there were two. And, but there was a third. huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now
1: wait
2: is this a it is a
1: running gag absolutely
2: a running gag all right yeah.
1: Tell me now sometimes them. we play with up to seven people on stage i, I think
2: seven has been the max that yeah. we have had since we started working with a full and band which playing. is further on down the chain of stories right. but yeah um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now anywhere from just the two of us up to seven people. So it's become the running joke we're in. Then there were two, all one, two, three, and I'll turn around and count how many people we have on stage. You know, five of us. Thank you. Thank you.
1: We don't math good. We don't math
0: good. So you guys are going to actually play a live song later on. Are. right? Are, are we? We are. Yeah. So we're, we're upstairs above the record store, and I'm sure there's dozens of people downstairs. So if we can get all of them up here. And there's like 30 people. It'll still be. And then there were two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got it.
2: If, yeah. If I put a triangle tambourine and, you know, click em sticks in every single person's hand, it would still be in. And, and then there, there were two. two. All right.
1: And, and then there were two orchestra.
2: Because, <laughs> you know, if the apocalypse <laughs> happens and we're the only two people left on earth, you know, we're. <laughs>
0: you, you won't get married, but <laughs> you'll try to populate the earth. Is that what you're saying?
1: We're getting there. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so
0: we'll, we'll digress from that. How, how about, so there's, there's a, there's a box player. Now there's a third person. Did that person stick around for a while?
1: Um, for quite a while. And and he's still a good friend and um, he's, moved on to some other musical ventures of his own with some, uh, interesting, actually, some, some
2: experimental, experimental kind of music
1: with, uh, he's using a real auxiliary big thing auxiliary, auxiliary yeah. percussion. Yeah. I have yeah. no I, idea. But... All kinds of fun stuff with little pads, you yeah, know, yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we support him in his venture.
0: Yeah. I might be going too slow trying to get your, you to help, uh, say your story. You said that you said that, uh, all the way up to seven there were seven people on stage so so help me get there so so uh you have three people and then what happens next like do you you stay with that those three with the, with the Fe- freedom section for a quite while. a few Fe- years yeah.
1: yeah,
2: up until
1: pandemic i think wasn't it
2: about you know everything gets timelines get so wibbly wobbly around the pandemic <laughs> um but somewhere before after all that um
1: after the before times, but after, before the yeah, time. now
2: mm-hmm. times. Gotcha. We we did part ways. Austin and I were getting to a point that we mm. wanted a full band. We're mm. changing as people, and the music is changing and evolving, and, and we kind of wanted to get back to that full band sound. Um, and so we started adding people. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, the way the scene is in Tulsa, too, like presently, is um, a lot of the people are friends. And, and so a lot of the people kind of rotate around through different bands.
2: Nobody has their own set band.
1: That's the same band every time you play. It's okay. it's kind of a running circle. And you, they kind of rotate in and rotate out. Um,
2: right. So like our drummer, uh, Zach Annette, also is... Playing drums regularly with Cassie Latshaw, or and uh, he's got another group that he plays with mm-hmm. semi regularly. So, if you're an instrumentalist, if you're, you know, guitar player, drummer, bass player, you can pretty much hire yourself out to any band. Yeah, so our bass right player
1: now. plays for Crash Deville and. Um, he plays with us. Uh, he was a couple others. Playing
2: too, like, with Chelsea Hill for Chelsea a little level, bit.
1: Yeah. Um, Scott Craig. Yeah. his name that sounds, sounds really cool
0: display. how it's all rotating but like is it a logistical nightmare i mean if you have
2: everything on hand yeah
1: most of of those musicians are talented enough that they don't need a whole lot of rehearsal you know but we i do i and so sometimes it's hard to get everybody on the same page when I can't find the page. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: so did during the pandemic did you guys uh like record anything? Were you were you playing small shows? Were you broadcasting live? No.
1: No. There's there was two camps. Yeah. In okay. the pandemic. Tell and one that. camp embraced their music and they worked on new songs and they podcasted or they uh, YouTubed or, you know, Facebook and stayed relevant and the other camp Saturday sat on weekend. the couch and stared into the abyss like a deer in headlines that sounds like what
0: i did during the pandemic We were in the uh, abyss <laughs> I, was, I was in there and that's kind
1: of when our writer's day block day. really set in like we we tried a few times during that um i didn't ever quit working either i'm an electrician by trade so um you
3: i worked. was working in
1: houses by myself most of the time so i, I never lost a day but we were still trying to, at least, I don't know, pretend like we were into wanting to go with the music, you know. So we tried and just hit a wall with Rider's block uh, for a long time.
0: When you said yeah. that there were the two camps, um, which camp were you in?
1: The couch. The couch camp. Staring. Yeah. Just Staring. Not knowing bits. what
0: to do. Hey, man. Yeah. Right. What about you, Amy? Which which camp were you in? Yeah.
2: Uh huh. I was right hey, next to him yeah. on the couch, going the world's falling apart
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so so it's it, it was hard to be creative while you're in the abyss. it though. was
2: it, it was yeah every the upheaval and um uh, my 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 neurodivergence didn't handle it well
0: <laughs> yeah. so now that we're all, are we on the other side of the abyss
2: I think we're on the other side of the abyss now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: Have you started uh, recording or writing again? Like, did you channel that abyss?
2: We've music? been writing, and it's it's taken a while um, to to get the wheels greased again after they froze up. Um, and we uh, we got to a point we we started gigging again, and things were going fairly well, and we were getting booked, and then it kind of started to drop off, and we knew that it was because our music was stale. It was, it was all our pre-pandemic music. We didn't have anything new. We were bored with it, I, and it it showed, I think.
1: It quit being fun.
2: It quit being fun. Um, but we were also, you know, emotionally and mentally constipated at that, that point. So um, it, it got to a, a turning point, and we had one gig booked for the new year. And we had two months and I just looked at Austin and I said, we're going to write an entirely new show in two months.
0: Which, which year, what do you said Like year? this new year, like last new weekend.
2: <laughs> like, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. I had the
1: show yes. last weekend. When yes. you
0: said about uh, the constipation, I, I drifted off. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. The, um, but okay, so so you were you had a gig coming up for this new year, yes, and you said we're gonna write a whole new show.
2: We're gonna write a whole new show. Now, mind you, uh, this show it's it three sets, so it was a three hour night. So wow. I I was like, we're gonna we're gonna write a whole new show, um, and and that included some some covers.
1: So that's still ambitious.
2: It terribly, horribly, ridiculously, um, ludicrously ambitious, um, and I knew that too, and that's fine. That's well, fine. that was part
1: of this the whole devious plan was you know you, you you have an ambitious goal and then what you end up producing it's still you know yeah i got, like, we got a fire like we got like this, this, is a deadline.
0: this is happening we have to be ready yes yes yeah.
2: yes we had to have the deadline and and something about that we we just started sitting down at the dining room table every single night and and really uh you know trying to drag whatever we could out of our out of our brains um and things started moving we started getting somewhere we got some things we liked we got some things we didn't like we got some things that we might like later after we reworked them it was really productive and it was really really good for us um (laughs) the uh we i'm sorry (laughs) so we have this show so we we write and write and write and get everything ready and we give ourselves about two weeks with the new songs to get the band up to speed.
1: And ourselves.
2: And ourselves. And the entire band got sick.
1: Everybody started dropping like flies.
2: I mean, so we lost one of those weeks to rehearsals uh, with the entire band being sick. So we've got one more week till this show. The band still hasn't played any, through any of the songs. I managed to record them with my upper respiratory you know infection sad voice oh god they were awful and send them off so they'll at least have something to listen to um and so we've got one more week till the show and we set up a rehearsal so it's all good right right everybody yeah cool so the bass player pulls up and and he's rolling in drummer rolls up he's unpacking his drums and the fiddle player messages well Gary lives on Reservoir Hill, so he has a perpendicular driveway, and this is just after all of the ice and stuff. Um, His truck wouldn't start. His truck was down on the curb, and he was too afraid to back his car out of his perpendicular driveway. So no fiddle player. So we're about to start playing through one of the new songs, and the drummer gets a call from his roommate, and their pipes are freezing up. So the drummer bails and leaves his drums in the practice room and goes to unthaw his pipes. So then we're sitting there with the bass player. (laughs) <laughs> so um same thing kind of happened uh at our next rehearsal so uh, by the time we got on stage saturday night the band had not run through any of the songs at all together i, I kind <laughs> of charted them, them the out song.
1: for the guys so they'd at least have something to reference but right. the, but then later i found out that i'd charted a couple of them wrongly
2: so we gave the bass player and the fiddle player the wrong the wrong for the show. progression on and the, the bridge
1: or whatever talking- you know
2: the drummer showed up late because he had gotten food poisoning mm-hmm. but he showed up and he, he played. played the
1: whole
0: night just why she... she right right just... sounds like the plague sort of hit your band <laughs>
2: it was nuts man the right. whole thing was nuts and all you could do was laugh and get up there and do your best to have a really good time And
1: that was last saturday, saturday. Last saturday. <laughs> that was last saturday oh my gosh
0: <laughs> guys guys <laughs> all right so if you're just now tuning in uh this is the tulsa tempo podcast we're here with uh, and then there were two coming to you live from Studio Records in downtown Broken Arrow. Uh, thank you if you're listening to us on Marshall Rock Internet Radio. We're going to actually take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into this concert. Uh, we'll get over the plague. I want to know how the concert did. And we're going to get deep into a song, okay? Okay. Or at least a couple songs. Fabulous. So, nice. uh, so we'll see you guys after the break. Okay. Sounds great. myself but yeah you're just tuning in yeah that maybe that's where i'll address it right now you guys ready all right for those of you uh watching live right now uh thank you for bearing with us while we took a break uh for you all that might be uh listening to us on uh streaming on marshall rock internet radio station or on youtube um hopefully this looks pretty seamless but We're the Tulsa Tempo Podcast. You can find us on all all the streaming sites and socials. Um, We are live from Studio Records Broken Arrow. So if you guys are watching the live stream right now, uh, the band's going to be playing at 4 o'clock downstairs. So get down here and check them out. And uh, if you're on Marshall Rock Internet Radio, I'm glad you're listening to us and the band. uh, And then there were two. So when we took a break, you were kind of in the middle of... uh, Well, I guess maybe we're teeing off this section about uh, the songs, right? So pandemic is over you gave yourself two weeks uh, or something like that to get ready for a show and this is what i want to know now i've been waiting during break i try not to ask you guys during break so that the audience can can hear the answer but how did the show go how are the new songs what are you going to play here today tell us about it
1: well everything was perfect it was without a hit i'm just
0: kidding
2: now that show is a hot mess
0: Right, tell me about it spill the tea
2: well the poor drummer is sitting back there with food poisoning um and and just barely hanging on i'd look in to check on him occasionally and he's just you know he, eyes barely open and,
1: and he, he sounded great. great
2: i think he probably he, he pra- played
1: better than any of uh, the rest of us
2: yeah he played better than the rest of the band and he was the only one that didn't at least get run through them once so um yeah but uh sadly the bass player and the fiddle player a couple Dying. of the songs. Um...
1: I gave them the wrong charts for, so. <laughs> so
2: they were playing back there, playing the wrong chords, and so that was fun.
0: At least they're not.
1: <laughs> my five
0: just playing the wrong chords.
2: Yep, my okay. fault. Right. Yeah, we it were all playing worse. together, just not the same thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the
1: th- so the thing is, mid-song, they knew they were wrong. They could tell because they're that good of musicians. But and so
2: they course corrected They
1: course corrected but you know still it was it was oh man (laughs) sorry guys it was uh, (laughs)
2: thankfully i had honestly expected a a really big turnout and and it wasn't and i was okay with that the the room was full of our really good friends uh, and so i couldn't have had a better audience because my voice my I, i mean i i i sounded like hung over janice joplin and not in a good way not in a good way at all Uh, i was really struggling um so and and as a band we hadn't played any of our older music together in a couple of months Mm -hmm. and so and everybody was coming off being sick so yeah it was it was we got up there and we did it i (laughs) i cut it off after two sets because i did not want to I didn't want the drummer to die. Right.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure he appreciated. We yeah. It.
2: We did two good solid sets. Um, people got to hear the new songs um, as raw as they are. Right. And uh, so yeah, it was a good night though.
0: So uh, Austin, did you did you uh, perf- did did you like playing those old songs? Like, Amy, you just said you're kind of like a little rusty. It's been a while since you played them. Did you like the newer songs, like debuting? Like
1: wh- oh, I always love I shows? love debuting new songs. Oh. Um, even if I'm a little nervous that I might be underprepared to actually play them. But I mean, you feel that way kind of for a while with a new song. Um, but uh, totally excited. And, um, you know, we did the best we could with, with, uh,
0: under the circumstances, under the
1: circumstances, (laughs) and uh, a little music stand with our little cheat sheet on there, you know?
0: So sometimes when we go on break, so does my brain. So help me remember, uh, did you say? Did you say that that was just this last Saturday?
1: Yeah, that was just this I, last I Saturday. To
0: say, well, have you played since then? I guess you can't. Have you guys played since Saturday? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna so 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 whatever whenever you go downstairs in a little bit, you play live at four o'clock. This will be the next time since you played. Yes uh last saturday right yeah so do you guys know do you guys do you have a set list oh always do you guys know always i'm
2: play? i'm kind yeah. of a stickler about a set list i don't i don't get people who can get up there without a set list because my brain just goes whoop blank yeah. um and so does his and we'll stand each other there
0: and look at each other like well,
2: what
3: do what you, you want to play? play what do you I don't know
0: what do you want to play so right. yeah we gotta have lists okay so <laughs> this is this is a good time for me to ask so um so you guys are going to play a couple songs here for the for the podcast like yes. we're gonna we're gonna record them Uh, Well, I'm not going to record them. The professionals that you can't see behind the scenes are going to be recording them. Um, But uh, are and I say songs. Are you guys going to do one song or two songs up here before you go downstairs for the in-store? Do You guys know that? Um, We can. Two songs. We can do two. So you guys are going to do two songs. And uh, so for those of you that are watching the live stream right now, um, you won't see those songs. But you, but please come down and see them live. I mean, you have the opportunity to come to downtown Broken Arrow to Studio Records, and at four o'clock, you can actually watch them play live. But for those of you that might be watching uh, or listening on Marshall Rock uh, Internet Station, uh, or maybe you are following us on one of our streaming sites, um, we will be able you will be able to hear it uh, at the at, like not live, but we're going to cut it in, and you'll be able to check it out. Uh, there will be no gap or anything like that. So let's let's get into it right now. So you guys are going to be playing two songs. Uh, do you, tell me the names of the songs. Tell me about the songs. This is the part where we want to dig deep and learn a little bit about it before the audience hears it. Okay. Here's so, them. You're doing two.
1: So we got Nose of the Grindstone and...
0: Growing Up and Growing All.
1: Growing Up did you, and Growing All.
0: Now, is this a set list or did you guys just now decide it? No, no. These, these are... Where's I wanted it, it to look like we just now decided. Uh, you it. did a good job. You fooled me. I thought you were communicating like telepathically, like or or maybe, maybe what you guys decided is you could each pick a song because you went first and then yeah, I, I wanted it to think that
1: way. way for sure. Okay. Well, I
2: try. I wondered why you were just staring at me. I'm like, hey,
0: no. Austin's doing a bit, Amy. <laughs> sorry, it's not as good if you're in on it. I'm he's gotta, sorry. He's gonna fool us. <laughs> good job, Austin. Good, <laughs> Thank good job. You. Thank. you. All right, so you guys are playing two songs. Um you picked it sounded like you picked the first one. So Austin, do you want to lead off about the first song? What, what was the name well, what was inspiration?
1: I said Nose to The Grindstone I, first. But and it's one of my favorite new songs that we've come one. up with, but she really wrote that song. That's that's Oh, so that's, I ask her Amy's baby. On. Okay. Yeah. All right, well,
0: that's a that's a warm handoff, Austin. <laughs> Amy, tell me about Nose to the Grindstone. Oh,
2: uh, well, uh it was it was one of those that you get lucky and it just kind of comes um, the hook anyway, which is nose to the grindstone. Um, uh, we had been working so hard and not just working hard on, on trying to get these new songs written, but uh, you know, Austin's an electrician and we've been doing a lot of weekend work Um and so it's, he's, we're, we just kind of worked seven days a week on either everything. Yeah. Electrician stuff, music stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a part-time hairdresser. It just, we've been busy. Um, and this, it, you get deep into the song, the, the song lyrics itself. It's, uh, we, you know, there's a verse talking about not wasting your time and, And talking about there's, uh, you know, trying to climb your way to the top. Um, For us, the last couple of months of of working that hard and not taking any time to rest. um, Because we're working on a renaissance here, man. And renaissance ain't easy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, financially, Mama's got things she wants, and musically, we've both got things we want, and um,
1: so we've had our noses to the grindstone, yeah, literally. very, literally, yeah, very yeah. literally, for quite a while now. And you know, yeah. she was sat down one day while I was at work, and and I'm gonna write a song, and it just kind of <laughs> out on the paper, yeah. and there it was.
0: That that probably felt pretty good after the writer's block.
2: Oh, right? oh, it felt amazing. Yeah. It, it really, really, really did. And and we're trying to infuse some different things into our music. Uh, me especially, I've been wanting to go a little bit different direction. Um Austin's influences and my influences and his experience in music and mine are completely different. Um and what we've been doing the last several years is, really falls more into Austin's wheelhouse uh, and not mine. And so I'm I'm trying to you know make a two car House here, I guess, and and bring a little more of me
0: into some of this music. Does it does it make you feel uncomfortable to be in his world, or is it like challenging? Is motivating? Uh, n-
2: n- not uncomfortable. Um, now, I've I've joked with people for years. If if you had told me this was the kind of music I had was going to be doing, I would have you know kind of laughed at you and brushed it off. Um, <clears throat> but my uh, we do a lot of really tight harmonies and that that's kind of been our our defining characteristic is our our constant tight harmonies um that is something that has always been a thing for me um so in in that respect it was a, a she's really, had a lot of really really good good fit
1: she's had a lot of influence on my my style of music too which i i was raised by a hippie and she listened to everything from old country to new rock to classic rock to all of it. So
0: not that Amy uh, left anything out, but about (laughs) the nose, the the new song, the the nose to the grindstone. Mm -hmm. um, What, what what do our listeners need to know about that song? I mean, they're, they're going to hear it here in a a minute. Uh, If you guys are coming down to the live show, you'll, you can listen to it live downstairs at four. But what are, what are we, what, uh, what do you want to let them know
1: about? If you want things, you got to work, work for them. And sometimes you got to work hard. Yeah. And sometimes it's not fun, but you just put your nose to the grindstone and get it done. Yeah. All right. That's, great. That sums it up.
0: So, uh, Amy, you mentioned the second song you were going to play. What was the name of that one again?
2: That's the one Austin wrote. It's called Growing Up in It's <laughs> <laughs> so tricky. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Austin came up with the basis for that so one. So you're yeah.
0: gonna basically tell me, and now I need to ask Austin about it. It's his turn, yeah. Okay, Austin. What's the name of the song? I know Amy just said it, but let's try again. What's what's the
1: name growing of the song? Growing up and growing old. Growing up
0: and growing old. Tell me about it.
1: So uh I was trying to break through my writer's block too. You know, we were doing that together each night, and so I'd come up with this first little verse and a melody. Um and it just kind of sat there for the next couple of weeks or so, and and didn't really go anywhere until we kind of stumbled across it and decided to work it up into a song. Um, and it's kind of we we almost had a different uh, perspective when we were writing it because we did end up both putting a lot input in a lot of of. of the song but um her her perspective was like being a person in between growing up and being old and in that that funny limbo stage where you're you know your 40s and, and early you know 40s to 50s I guess about
2: 45 to 55 I'm I'll be 52 in March and it's weird it's really weird. I don't get it. Um yeah, I'm not you look good. I, I mean I, you know AARP is sending me things and <laughs> and,
0: and I don't yeah. I don't <laughs> You're not a retired person. You're working the you're wait, you're sleeping, you got your nose on the ground.
2: Right. I don't right. feel <laughs> old, but uh, you know, a a woman over fifty is often viewed a certain way, and I'm not having that.
1: So uh. my my perspective you know her perspective was that and kind of a, a picture of that um window or whatever my perspective was more um the difference uh, one's mentality about their surrounding world is in gr- in growing up and once you've kind of experienced life and some things you look back at it and you're like uh, yeah i've been there done that yeah. got the t-shirt you right. know you try to teach the younger ones but they have to learn the, the hard way just like we did
0: right well yeah i mean uh sometimes those those young those young people of course they don't want to hear it right they, oh i they, didn't. they've got it figured out i
1: thought my parents were dumb
0: yeah Same. yeah they didn't know Same. nothing yeah that's that's that is a, that's true so um <laughs> you guys did the switcheroo on me so i'm going to make sure i get back so austin did you write the lyrics to this one
1: most of them. Okay. Yeah. Grunt. Is that why? Is that why you said it's his song? Yeah, and I mean, it was kind of my baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We collaborate on everything. I mean, you know, we're sitting there and we're we're passing the notebook and the pencil back and forth. Cause it's like I got nothing. Okay, for your and turn. What have you got? Yeah. Yeah. And and it is very much a collaborative effort. But sometimes, uh, you know, the
1: direction of the song or the main idea of the song or the hook of the song is one or the other. So right. You guys were
0: referring to this is your song or this
1: is your. This song. is your. Baby. We don't really,
2: baby we don't so much keep ownership. Like, no, that one's mine. That one's yours. It's yeah. it's more tongue in cheek because uh, you know the nose to the grindstone. Uh, he put in uh, a lot of input on the lyrics and and things and and um, some of so, the chord progression. Yeah. So it's always collaborative, um, and, and the It's Mine is very tongue-in-cheek and just basically means, well, this concept for this one was mine, or I directed this
0: sure. the most, yeah. Well, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody, this is the Tulsa Tempo Podcast. You can find us on all streaming sites and socials. Uh, we are live from Studio Records Broken Arrow. I am excited to hear these two songs, and I hope you guys uh, that are li- watching live can come down here and listen at 4 o'clock. Uh, for those that you might be listening on Marshall Rock Internet Radio, you're gonna actually hear it here in just a second. Uh, and um, you know, this is—I <laughs> I haven't shouted you guys out nearly enough. You guys are this. The name of this band is, and then there were two. And uh, so help me though, this—this is—we're—we're uh, we're literally like digging in deep. We're—we're—we're we're, we're wanting uh, people to know more about the songs. Uh, what have I failed to ask? What do our listeners? We got people in Belgium on Internet Radio. What do the people in Belgium need to hear? Because they're about to hear it. They're gonna hear it right when we get done here. So they don't have to come to downtown Broken Arrow. But if you're watching, you need to come to downtown Broken Arrow. So both of you, I'm gonna give you both a chance to please answer my question and please help us. What if I failed to ask you? What do the fans need to know?
2: Well, Amy's I first. I hope I'm okay. <laughs> um, the talker. You could go last
0: two. You can um, go three.
2: I I <laughs> She's boss, man. you know these these songs are really really fresh and haven't had a lot of polish put on them um so these are new songs kind of in their raw form songs tend to evolve as you go along Mm -hmm. um so these are like infant songs and i hope that uh the people who are listening if if you like these definitely follow along and see how they change and evolve. We'll take these into the studio here in a couple of months and get some nice recordings of them. And, and I'm sure they will be very different, especially with a full band.
0: Right. So, so speaking of the audience that's listening live right now, uh, or if you're listening to us streaming later, um, How can they find those songs? Do you you guys have a a Facebook or Instagram? Um, Uh, Are you guys on Spotify?
2: I do Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Once we've got recordings, I might put them up on Spotify. Musicians don't, you know, care for Spotify so much. (laughs) Um, They will be available on Apple Music. and i don't really know yet i'll have to figure okay. that out <laughs> everywhere we can get them out though yeah. anywhere we can get so that they will it. definitely be uh, on facebook and and instagram and there will be links to wherever they wind up there i'm gonna
0: ask austin the same question here and then amy we'll, we'll let you close it right before break and when i come back to you if there if you can shout out like the names of the socials or where people can actually find you. I want to make sure we're doing a shout out so, so that our listeners can actually follow along with you guys. Okay. But Austin, what have I forgot? I don't think you
1: failed at asking anything. (laughs) Okay. Maybe maybe I I was really, really honestly putting a, a a great mental effort towards trying to figure out, well, what did he fail at asking? Well,
0: well, well, I appreciate the kind words and it doesn't have to be failure. What I'm thinking of (laughs) is, is those listeners in Belgium, I mean, the, like we've got international listeners that might not have even known anything about your band, and the, and you're about to—they're about to hear your songs for the first time, and they're gonna love it. They're gonna want to know more about it. They want to know the history. There's surely there's something well, you. We've tell
1: always them. called it Oklahoma feel good music.
0: See, that's because
1: we've always been kind of hard to put into a specific genre box because we were both raised on all kinds of different music, and we both bring so many different, um, you know, inspirations to the table. So we're we're kind of under that Americana a little red dirt a little not yes. you know a
2: little jazz a little, little blues a soul a little broadway that's my fault
1: So we just started calling it Oklahoma feel good music and um we hope everybody enjoys it
0: so, and there were, and there were two, and then there were two plays Oklahoma feel good music. And
2: that's an actual oh, yeah. hashtag that you can go and look up and there will be all kinds of stuff. I've, I've been using it for years when I remember, cause I'm not great at that kind of yeah. stuff. No, so,
0: so this is, this is a great segue. What what shout out. So hashtag Oklahoma feel good music. Where can, where can people find you?
2: On Instagram and Facebook. And, and at, then there were two. I think the have YouTube. Instagram YouTube handle stuff. is two. a. T, T, W, T. I don't know, dude. I've told you I'm terrible at this stuff. i barely managed the Instagram and we, the Facebook.
0: We may or may not have uh, added in I, post. I, I have hopefully, just fully, hopefully <laughs> uh, our producer and uh, our engineers can actually, like, put it in right yeah, now. Yeah, let the
2: kids do this, man. Yeah, I yeah,
0: do yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have a talented crew behind the scenes. And, Amy, I hope they can help you out because our listeners need to follow you. They need to find out where you are.
2: Please help the old lady, Please. <laughs>
0: All right. Anything else before break? All right. Well, I want to thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, if you are listening live, we'll be back like last time. If you are listening to Marshall uh, Rock Internet Radio, and thanks again, Jamie, for, for playing this live on Sunday. Um, if you guys are listening to it on YouTube, if you're listening to it on our streaming sites, if you are on Spotify, you're going to hear the songs now. Action. to welcome everybody back uh to the uh, tulsa tempo podcast with the band and then there were two hey hey. yeah so uh for those of you that are listening on martial rock internet radio uh or maybe uh on one of our streaming sites you just now heard uh two awesome songs from this awesome band uh for those of you that are maybe uh watching on the live stream right now uh after this uh please come out. Uh, you see the band live. Uh, they'll be playing uh, right downstairs at four o'clock. So, so as we said before, we're coming to you live from studio records and broken arrow. And uh, Amy was mentioning a little bit about her influences and how they differ from Austin. And I just kind of wanted to uh, ask you guys a little bit more about your influences. And since we're at a record store, we were actually downstairs and picked up a couple records. So uh, who wants to go first telling, uh, telling our audience about, some of your influences and maybe talk a little bit about these records you grabbed. From
1: I'll go stuff. first. That'll all right, be quicker. <laughs> so uh this first record, y'all that's a that's all Willie with, with uh, no ponytail and no beard. I, I grew up on this mom played this all the time and we two stepped in the living room to that. So that was a uh, Willie's always been a, an influence on my songwriting. And then uh, we got the Eagles because they're the Eagles. And uh, th- these were just two of many in the stacks of records that my hippie mother had collected over the years. Um, everything from Patsy Cline to Sticks to, you know, you, you, it, it was a plethora. It, and so um, country, she listened to a lot of country. Uh, so I, I grew up on 80s and 90s country being played in the car and, and uh, trips to the lake and stuff like that. So.
0: Did you guys listen to records like you and your mom when you were younger? Oh yeah yeah
1: constantly yeah, yeah and then CDs you know when they became affordable yeah <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. All right. awesome yeah those are those are classics. I don't know if you're going to pick them up. If not, they're going to be for sale downstairs.
1: <laughs> These are for sale.
0: Depends on if Austin buys them or not, right? Hey, this is, is, is a 25th home?
1: anniversary right here. This, this right here is a 25th anniversary and it's only $45. So you, you can't miss out if, if nobody buys this, I might just take Brand take. new sealed, but it sounds like Willie's going home. Is that right? Willie's
0: going home. Yeah.
1: Willie <laughs> is mine. <so. laughs> yeah. He
0: does look real different with his no beard. Yeah. It's just a yeah. young Willie was a young man.
1: He was he fine. started he he tried to fit the the motif of of what Nashville and and you know those the music industry was wanting at the time. Yeah. You know, suit and tie or turtleneck and slick hair and yeah, uh, they didn't last long.
0: It's I feel like Willie Nelson's looked exactly the same since like Live Aid in the 80s. Yeah. Like that Willie Nelson with this <laughs> like the red, white and blue yeah. guitar strap or oh, whatever, yeah. like I don't think he looks any different now but Apparently he and I almost young. grabbed
1: that record uh, downstairs to bring up, but then I saw this one and it it just brought back all the memories of two step and Grandma did it too. She she would break out the old records and and two step with the grandchildren. So. so
0: from a musical family,
1: yeah, oh, definitely.
0: All right, awesome. So Amy, uh, wh- your influences differ from Austin. You established that earlier, but what are some of your influences? What records did you grab?
2: Well, uh, on the top here. <laughs> I've got Peter, Paul, and Mary moving. Where? I don't know where. Over here? Oh, there. <laughs> hey.
0: There's a um, few cameras
1: here.
2: <laughs> this, uh, this, is, this is my mother's doing, the P- Peter, Paul, and Mary. Um, this one actually has Puff the Magic Dragon on it. Yeah. Um, and then not necessarily this album, but The Carpenters. Um, my mother had The Carpenters album called Now and Then. Um, we had one of those big honking stereos and these headphones, they were huge and they weighed a ton. And I would spend hours sitting in the floor in front of that turntable listening to my mom's album, um, Simon and Garfunkel. And this is like one of the quintessential, uh, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and Thyme. It's a uh, really important album. Um, so those were the kind of things that I would listen to as a small child. And then i go over to my grandmother's house and she had big band on her turntable. And so we'd, you know, dance around to the big band at at grandma's house and then I'd go isolate myself and listen to these. I wanted more than anything to sing like Karen Carpenter. So she's she's the reason that I wound up being a singer. And all of these artists are really deep into harmonies and whatnot. And that was a big deal for me. Um, And then I guess the last one I have here is Bruce Hornsby and The Range. I love this album. Uh, It's got the song Mandolin Rain on it, which I absolutely adore. I am a solid Gen X child of the 80s, and so 80s music like that. Billy Joel was a massive influence on me, actually, and my mother probably should not have let me listen to him. (laughs) Um, Songs like uh, My Life and uh, Only the Good Die Young, um, got my brain turning and kind of had me rebelling against my very conservative Christian upbringing. And those songs got under my skin. Um, And so (laughs) I took a very different path than
0: my family had hoped or
2: expected. And I, I do somewhat blame Billy Joel.
0: Wow. (laughs) Did you play any instruments when you were younger?
2: I did. I played the flute. I did not want to play the flute, but I wanted to play music. And um, I wanted a saxophone, uh, but my mother really encouraged me to play the flute. And so I played the flute from the fifth grade up until about my second year of college.
0: And Billy Joel didn't get you wanting to play piano?
2: I did. Uh, Mother was afraid that I would not take to it. Um, We did not have a piano in the house, and she had no intention of buying one. But piano and saxophone were the instruments yeah. that
0: I wanted to take it, up. Piano is definitely an investment. I have <laughs> one now. Got a little, little <laughs> quick, do you do you play? I I
2: I played. I can I can use it to write songs on. I would never play publicly. I I got good enough to pass my juries at college uh, to to get my music degree, and that was it. It was um it's a difficult instrument. <laughs> you kind of have to be wired for it. I think. Um,
0: do you have any songs that you sing that you feel like you're channeling your inner Karen Carpenter?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Thanks. That is a really great
2: question. That's a great fan that's,
0: that's,
1: <laughs> I appreciate oh, that your was good.
2: <laughs> Um, I need it. Out of our songs there i i try to infuse that into places and one of the things that i'm trying to do actually um as we we go through our little musical renaissance here is i'm wanting to dig deeper into my lower range um and and those places where i i kind of have that that smoothness that that she had that i've worked really hard to try and (laughs) emulate um but I don't, I don't know that there's a particular song. Babe, I'm leaving. Maybe I get, I, I'm, I'm kind of down there a little, but yeah, um, no, not necessarily. Yeah.
0: Well, same question to you because I didn't think of it whenever you were talking earlier. But did you play any instruments growing up? My
1: pops put a guitar in my hands when I was thirteen. And he said, "Here's a G chord. Here's a C chord. Here's a D chord. You can play just about any country or pop or rock music that you want. Have fun." And I spent about the next three solid summers in my room just plunking. And nope, that doesn't sound like nothing. Oh well, hey, that sounds like something. And I learned probably 14 chords before I ever knew the names of what they were, you know. And I've pretty much just been a rhythm guitar player, and and I. I wanted to have something to be able to write and sing to because I was constantly singing. I was annoying all my friends and family, every car ride. I was singing along with the, with the radio e- everywhere. Um, so.
0: Who are some of your
1: influences for your vocal work? Oh goodness. That's a good question. Golly. I don't, I can't really pinpoint one particular because when I when I tell you that I grew up on everything yeah. it was just it was a little bit of everything constantly and so there was a lot of things that I really liked but it was um maybe I was just hit with so much of an umbrella of different things that I really yeah. didn't zero in on one but I love to sing with everything yeah. When Did I'm you play up. your guitar, like,
0: along with the music you were listening to? Or um, I
1: spent record? a lot of time those first three summers uh, with my little clock radio. And, yes, um, I would try to figure out how they wrote their songs structurally. So, okay, this part, it's just the instruments at the beginning, so that's got to be the intro, you know, and I'd work through. And then once I kind of could pinpoint what i was listening to then i it, i use that to help structure my own songwriting so do you ever um,
0: have the opportunity like to connect those dots like is there anything kind of like the question i asked amy is there any is there anything that you play now that you can tie influences back to when you were younger
1: uh, probably sweet sally died is a name of a song that we do <laughs> um so I had written this song quite a while back. I took a vacation to Vegas to visit some friends, and while I was there, I made them take me to the strip because I wanted to see the strip. Now, people that live in Vegas, they don't go to the strip. That's the last place they want to go. But they were my good friends, so they took me. And I could hear live music off in the distance, so I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I got to go see what what all the hip musicians are playing in Vegas, you know." Got closer and closer and most names Sally and I'm like, just completely deflated. I'm like, this is Vegas. Like, I was really hoping for something that I don't hear in Tulsa every, any night of the week, you know. Uh, so it was just
0: like a, co- a cover band?
1: Yeah. It wasn't
0: the killers out there in Vegas? No, no. Or it-
1: so I, I,
2: a local original band. It yeah. was somebody doing Mustang sound.
1: So I decided when I got home from Vegas that I was going to write a murder ballad about mustang sally yeah so sweet sally died came from so that
0: killed mustang so, sally we yeah <laughs> yeah
1: great, but great i mean here, that folks. that kind of style of, of the way that song is it's it's more of a what would you say it's it's kind of almost rockabilly a little bit a little rockabilly my pops listened to a bunch of that you know that like sun records kind of, yeah so. yeah so that i don't know that kind of Kind of relates to it, I guess. Yeah, in a in a weird way.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, any other influences or any uh, things that you guys uh, tie back to, maybe your childhood, to some of your songwriting now, or some of the songs? Jackson
1: Brown was a big influence, and it was always I wanted to write like him, but I still I'm not there. But, like the lyrics, like the lyricism. oh yeah, yeah, the lyricism for sure. Yeah. Not
0: necessarily the the. um like the perform, like the vocals or right, like the guitar, or right? Whatever. It
1: was totally more the the songwriting right. uh, for him. And I he- mean, I loved his music. No, I still do. Don't get me wrong, but but yeah.
2: Where Austin was already a songwriter when we met, I was not. Um, I had co-written a couple of songs with a couple of bands in college, um, and they were terrible. Um, but i wasn't a songwriter i was a singer and a theater performer um i i all through high school and college i did musical theater and i did marching band um and i started out getting uh, my degree in musical theater um so that was really my bag was was acting and singing and dancing um and i longed to be a songwriter um
1: she but still doesn't know what to do with her hands behind the mic. There was
2: still a lot of, I guess there was a lot of, a saxophone. I guess there was a lot of fear there, not knowing how to get started, not knowing what to do, not having an instrument that I could play and sing with because I had a flute. And uh, so that was a real hindrance. I had to have someone to to help me write a song. Um, and so when Austin and I started working together and he already knows how to write songs. So I, I learned so much from him initially um, so that's been that's been really amazing for me. Um, but also those, uh, you know, I have played a played and sang a lot of jazz and a lot of Broadway and that managed to seep its way into our writing, I think, probably take a drive. Oh, take a, take drive a drive is a, sure. a really good example of where I slipped that that kind of thing in. It definitely it's has the jazz. jazz. Hands I was
0: going to ask you jazz yeah, hands. The jazz stage. They do with their hands. Yeah, yeah. It's always jazz hands.
2: Yeah. No, I do. I get behind the mic and and I I I have ADHD hand problems, so it's you know it's here or it's I don't know. Uh, yeah (laughs) and i don't do well talking on the mic in between songs believe it or not i can sit here and talk all your faces off all day long
0: no banter but
2: but no banter behind the mic i don't know why i get up there and all of a sudden i'm like uh thanks for coming out to your bartenders and waitresses right you like the next song that's all i got man it's terrible
0: well you guys (laughs) have been uh great guests today uh thank you so much for and then there were two uh uh to come out to our podcast uh our first remote podcast our first live podcast i hope you've all enjoyed it you've I, been a I great do. host
1: by the way and thank, thank, you, thank you for the being guys, such a great you host You need to just
0: follow me around and right. make compliments <laughs> all the time because I, I live off of them apparently i'll
1: send you, I'll send you every morning <laughs> <Thanks>. message
0: <laughs> well sometimes i like to ask a couple questions uh, right before the end so so uh i'm just going to ask you guys two more questions you can both answer both. You can pick one and answer one. But this will just kind of be the 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 close here of, of our of this part of our segment. And then uh, you know, for those of you that are uh, able to to come out to Studio Records, they'll be downstairs at four. And for all of you live people who uh, or listening to us live on Marshall uh, Rock Internet Radio or any of our streaming services, uh, they're gonna actually right when we're done here, they're actually gonna record the song that you heard earlier. So um, so here's the last questions. What did you listen to over on the drive over today? I imagine you guys drove together. So I ask that usually when there's multiple band members and I can kind of get a little bit about some of their like more current influences. Like it's interesting to me what people that play live music are currently listening to. Because I always wonder if it seeps in in your influences or whatever.
2: You'd be so disappointed. There's
0: there's no wrong answer. And then the other one is, have you ever had a religious experience with music? Like the music take you to another place. So Austin, do you want to answer one or both of those? And the music takes me
1: to another place almost every time i listen to it play it uh any part of it uh it it's my it's always been an escape for me that's what got me kind of into wanting to perform Absolutely. yeah
2: more often to- than not i think we, we wind up having those experiences when we are in a group of our peers when we are yes in a collaborative effort, uh, festival or some, something with our, our musical family. And those are when those moments happen. Yeah.
1: You can feel it in the air.
0: Yeah. That's great. You can, there's a quote. I don't know if it's actually John Lennon or one of those quotes that gets attributed to people, but it said, uh, I saw that it was John Lennon, but life is what happens while you listen to music. Yeah. And that's, that's what I feel a lot is like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Some of those, some of those times, like they soundtrack our life. Yeah,
1: the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: On on the way here, we caught the tail end of "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me" on NPR. Uh, Because (laughs) always a classic. and we listened to NPR, (laughs) 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 and then it shifted over into the news. Well, it shifted into a Nickelback song, and I turned it down. And then (laughs) I turned it up. I checked it later, and it was the news. And then I had to Google why does everybody hate Nickelback (laughs) so badly?
0: Right. Yeah, that was because I really over sure. Uh, So. So NPR to nickelback, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So when you say your influences are eclectic, you mean it. (laughs) Wait, I don't mean to say that you're influenced by NPR and uh, nickelback unless you are, unless you want to claim it. All right. So one last chance, you guys uh wanna shout out any anything, any upcoming shows, any uh I I mean we've shouted out several times. You're gonna be playing live downstairs here in a little bit, but but what what do the listeners need to know well we've
1: got some things into work in the works we're kind of uh in in that in between phase period where we're um about to take some of this new music and get some videos and um recording done so we've kind of kept our schedule back so we could focus on that well, i mean every night when i get home from work it's the sit down at the kitchen table with the with all the writing books and and write till 10 or 11 o'clock at night so we're we're trying to gather all those, you know, all our little pieces to make our. You're in it. You're to present our whole. Music now. Yeah. I'll yeah.
2: be I'll be booking some things again in March, but we really want to give ourselves the time and space to write a few more songs, get what we have polished up, um, like you said, get some things recorded, get some new photos, um, and just kind of relaunch ourselves after kind of a, a long break. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. I'm so glad you guys came out and that you shared shared that with us. Uh, it's it's probably good for other bands or, or maybe people that just like music to just know that that writer's blocks a thing. Mm. And you and just like anything else in your life, you get over it, right? You, yeah. you got to stick with it. You got to push through. Yeah. Put uh, your nose to the grindstone. That's right. I mean, you guys said it. you we're gonna hear it, or they already heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so any, any last shout outs before before we end? Uh, nope, I'm good. All right. Well, I want I want to shout out Blue Couch Studios. I. I, uh, I've, I've been shouting out things throughout the day, and I, I just, we, you know, they, they can help with uh, any kind of podcast, any recording. I mean, the things you guys are talking about, the things you guys are doing right now, that's what the Blue Couch Studio does. And uh, just, just thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you. Uh, You guys, uh, and then there were two. It's been a great experience. uh, Joining our podcast, our first live podcast, our first mobile podcast. Thank you one last time for Studio Records, Broken Arrow. And one last time for those that were listening, uh, Marshall Rock Rock Internet Radio, thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to be downstairs, 4 o'clock. So I guess this live feed will probably end end so that we can record the song, as we've been talking about. And then um, 4 o'clock, though, in person, if you're anywhere near Broken Arrow, come to downtown Broken Arrow Studio Records you see the band. And, uh... that the address again? 111 Bruce Commercial Street. Well, that's... Got a great memory. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you all for watching. Absolutely.